Since the beginning of my career, a bunch of people have been begging me to do an episode on periods. So today, the good news is, you're getting what you want. Today's episode is all about periods. So for those of you that don't already know, periods is that time where women bleed vaginally as a result of their monthly fertility cycle. Now, obviously, there's much more to periods than meets the eye, especially on an esoteric level. But let's just begin with the mechanics for those of you that don't already know. The average cycle for women lasts between 23 and 35 days. There's a lot of variability in periods amongst women, but for the sake of basic understanding, periods usually start between ages of 11 and 14 and continue until menopause, which is around age 50. The average period lasts from 3 to 5 days, and the severity of bleeding during that time varies from woman to woman a lot. A woman's monthly fertility cycle begins with a period. During a period, the lining of the uterus, which includes nutrients and blood, is shed as if it's being renewed. Then the follicles of the ovaries develop, and usually one egg dominates. Meanwhile, the body builds up the lining of the uterus again with blood and nutrients. It prepares the body for fertilization and pregnancy. The mature egg is then released, which is called ovulation. This usually happens somewhere around the middle of a woman's cycle. Once it is released from the ovaries, the egg travels down a woman's fallopian tubes and is either fertilized by sperm or not. If it is, it will implant in the lining of the woman's uterus and turn into a baby. If it isn't, the egg will die within two days, and without the hormone levels that are triggered by implantation, the decrease in hormones causes the lining of the uterus to break down, and a woman starts shedding this lining. This is another period, and it is considered the beginning of a new cycle. Before we get into all the awesome esoteric information about periods, I have to go on a tiny little tangent, so just bear with me. <laughs> the tyranny of patriarchal religions over the last thousand-something years has made it so that women have been demonized as the original sinners, and thus everything associated with womanhood has been linked in with that original sinning. And so women's periods are viewed by society because of that religious influence as dirty, as unclean, and as sinful. So we, unless we get rid of this idea and change our idea back to, let's say, more of what it was before patriarchal religions took over, we're not going to be able to embrace periods for what they really are. It's that very attitude that there's something wrong with them or sinful about them or shameful about them which prevents us from actually understanding periods and utilizing them in the way that we could. And before I get into the rest of this video, I'm going to go on a tiny little other tangent. As a woman, I'm just going to be completely honest with you, there is nothing that's more of a turnoff than a guy who's squeamish about periods and who also has an attitude towards it like it's dirty or shameful. When a guy has that type of attitude towards you, it feels like he, he's not man enough to hold the totality of you. To the flip side, when a guy is not turned off by it, when a guy is not squeamish about it, when he sees it as a part of the beauty of a woman, it feels like he can hold the totality of you. And as a woman, what you're thinking is, now that's a man. 
if you are resistant to your own period or your own bleeding, if you find it shameful or like there's something wrong with it or like you have to hide it, that's also a big issue. It means that you're not holding the totality of yourself. What I would suggest for both men and women after you finish this episode is that you go watch two of my YouTube videos, one titled Divine Feminine and the other titled Divine Masculine. It is critical for us as genders, the genders that we are, to begin to embrace the essence of those genders, the essence of our energy as either male or female in this life, if we are going to really own our authentic self, if we're gonna step into our highest self. So take a look at those videos today. Some of you may have heard of the four cycles in a woman's life, maiden, mother, maga, and crone. Each one of these phases corresponds to a season, spring, summer, fall, winter. Now, a little known fact is that a period, or even more than that, a fertility cycle for a female that happens every month is actually just a mini cycle within that larger cycle of a woman's life. So, for example, in the fertility cycle that a woman goes through every month, you have a spring phase, you have a summer phase, you have a fall phase, and you have a winter phase. So it's helpful to think about a woman's um, monthly cycle as a smaller seasonal cycle within the larger seasonal cycle of the woman's life. If a woman was in tune with her natural innate energy, she would be compelled during each phase of her cycle, assuming that each phase lasts about a week, to behave differently, just like the seasons. To be honest, I feel like your own body tells you which season you're in, and women all over the world argue about what season corresponds to what aspect of the fertility cycle. So for example, some women say that when you are bleeding every month, that's fall time. Other women say, no, it's springtime. Other women say, no, it's winter. So I feel like we can just wipe this clean as women and tune into our individual bodies to feel for when these seasonal shifts occur, because it may be different for some women. For example, with myself, what I feel like is that springtime is that phase that begins on the day that I stop bleeding. And th that phase lasts up until about the time of ovulation. When I'm in the spring phase, if I'm tapped into my body, that's when I start to get all kinds of new concepts. I may not even be really ready to act on them yet, but they start to percolate in my being. I'm ready for a freshness. If you watch my behavior, I'll start cleaning the house and organizing. Those are the types of things that I naturally feel like doing during my spring phase. For my body, I feel like my summer phase starts around the time that I'm ovulating. Now, if I'm watching my behavior and feeling my body and my innate energy movements within that cycle, when I'm in the summer phase, I'm super sexual. I feel really ripe. I feel like I have the energy to put into all of the things that I conceptualized of in my spring phase. I'm very outgoing during that phase, much more social. After ovulation, that little time period, which actually for me lasts pretty long. In the fall phase, if I watch the way that I feel, it's kind of like a, everything's coming to fruition. I feel like things are settling down a bit. I kind of feel like tying up loose ends. Everything gets more quiet. And I don't really feel compelled to put a ton of energy into my projects during that phase. Now, when I begin bleeding in my own body, that feels like winter time to me. 
I am intensely withdrawn. I don't really want to interact as much. I get into a space where I'm not thinking as much as I am feeling. It feels like my body really wants me to just be completely present with it. It's a time for introspection, which is natural for most women. We're going to get into that later. But I like it's nothing is created new. It's almost like the old is cleansing because I'm preparing for a new cycle. And for me, my cycle feels like it begins after I stop bleeding as opposed to what science says, which is that, that your cycle begins with your period. It feels like an ending to me. So I suggest that rather than letting somebody else tell you what phase of your cycle corresponds to what energies, you let your body tell you. You've got to be tuned into the way you feel enough to really ride the current of what's going on within you on a given day. And that's what women are actually supposed to do. Now, between you and me, I don't know if you've noticed, but women in the modern day are a little nuts. Now, the reason for that is because our modern society is not set up for any kind of cycles. Now, innately, a woman is the one who's completely led by the cycles of the earth, by the cycles of her own body. We're at the mercy of them, literally, and we're supposed to be. It's us that keeps society in tune with the rest of the things in the universe and the rest of the movements within the planets and the way that the earth is going and everything else. So it's really important that we be tapped in in that way. But what society expects of women is that we be in performance mode where we achieve a stasis, meaning that what's valued in our modern society is that you can wake up and perform the same way every single day and do the same thing every single day. And if you can do that, then you're a strong person and a valued person. Now, to do that as women, what we have to do is cut our awareness off of our own bodies and our own natural energy flow and the way it fluctuates. So, by virtue of doing that, we lose touch with our, ourselves, and so our bodies go completely out of whack. And a lot of the reasons why women have such difficult symptomology around periods is because they have tuned out completely to those inner messages, those inner callings, and those energetic shifts that occur within their body. We're ignoring them and deliberately bulldozing them as opposed to adhering to and following them. And so the body starts to act out, and naturally we see negative symptoms. The attitude we need to adopt relative to our own symptoms during periods is if this were expressing an inner need that I wasn't listening to by trying to get me to do something, what would it be telling me to do and to meet what need? For example, I'm having cramps. The cramps are forcing me to retreat from the world and stop moving and just be present with myself and nurture myself to really feel and hear and deal with what's going on with me. Maybe that's what I actually need, but I've been so externally focused on achieving or pleasing other people that I've been ignoring that need. No matter whether we're male or female, we need to really understand that our body is constantly sending us messages. But as women, oh my gosh, are we meant to be at the mercy of those messages. We are so affected by not tuning into the natural rhythms taking place within our body and those more subtle energetic shifts that are occurring. All this being said, I have one word for you when it comes to women's menstrual cycles, and that is magic. Periods are highly esoteric. In fact, before we fell out of touch with the cycles of nature by creating a life that did not revolve around them, such as creating electricity so our lives did not revolve around the cycle of the sun, women's cycles used to be in sync with the cycle of the moon. Women who were healthy ovulated when the moon was full and bled on the new moon when the moon was dark. 
women were also synchronized with one another. They would bleed at the same time. In ancient cultures, this time was sacred, and women would retreat to be together and to nourish themselves and each other, as well as to respect the process of menstruation. To put it mildly, our modern society has destroyed women. It has destroyed men, too, but this episode's about women. <laughs> society has developed in such a way that women have no idea about their monthly cycles and about what their own cycle is even telling them. Perhaps the worst manifestation we see of this is the way that contraception has gone nowadays. Now, I'm all for the idea that you can control having babies or not. I mean, it sucks as a woman. It sucked for years for us to just be like, well, I guess I'm having one. It doesn't matter whether I want one. It doesn't matter whether I can support one. It's just happening. So that side of contraception is awesome, but I have to be honest with you. Contraception has destroyed women. It has destroyed our natural cycles. Now, looking at the physical body, I mean, there are plenty of things it does to the physical body that's harmful as well, but that's only a tip of the iceberg of the damage of contraceptive pills. We now have the capacity to suppress a woman's cycle for months, if not suppress it entirely. This means a woman's body is no longer within the context of a cycle. It means that a woman is completely out of tune with the seasons, completely out of tune with what's going on in the planet, completely out of tune with her own energy within her body. I mean, completely tuned out. I cannot tell you how much damage that these contraceptive pills do on an emotional level, on a mental level, and on a physical level for women. And not only that, it's harming pretty much everybody. Because if you don't know, uh, when women take these contraceptive pills and then they urinate, that urine is going into the water systems now, who do you think is drinking that water? Women and men. So we got a major issue when women, much less women, men are drinking female hormones that are designed to trick the body into thinking that it's pregnant. So infertility rates, skyrocketing right now. And a lot of it is because of that. We have to understand that a woman's cycle is not just affecting her womb. It is affecting her entire body, her mind, her emotions, and everyone around her. Now, when the moon is full, it is a time of expansion. It is a time of creation. That's why in ancient societies, so many rituals that involve the full moon were about that. They were about how do we bring things into our life? How do we create things? You can think of the full moon as an outbreath. Now, in the time of the new moon, it's the exact opposite of that. It's a time for contraction. It's a time for looking inward. You can think of it like the in-breath. So it was very, very important, even if women didn't adhere to the, the more subtle seasonal cycles within their fertility cycle, if they were at least adhering to the energetic flows that were happening between full moon, which was ovulation, and new moon, which was periods, during our periods, women are absolutely supposed to be on the in-breath. We are supposed to be introspective. We are supposed to be in a space of quiet. We are supposed to be reflecting. We're supposed to be getting in touch with the inner wisdom within us and bringing that out afterwards to the world. On an energetic level, and even a physical level, period blood is designed to nourish and give life itself. It is not only sacred and therefore powerful when used in ceremonies, it is also vital. It has the capacity to heal. Now, ancient cultures understood this metaphysical property and even physical property of blood. 
they used to do all kinds of rites and rituals where people would ingest the blood. They had salves that were made for wounds out of this blood. They would use it to revive things that were in a state of decline. Now what's interesting is that scientists aren't too far behind. In fact, in the future, there are actually going to be mainstream medical advancements that involve period blood because specifically of what's in period blood. So many of the components that make it up are incredibly healing. For example, it's full of stem cells. The womb renews itself every month. The energetic properties of this blood are also that of renewal and rebirth and creation and life. To me, it's sad that we have fallen so deeply into the indoctrination that has been a holdover, frankly, from thousands of years ago, very outdated information used mostly to suppress women. It's sad that we've fallen into the space of seeing our own bodies as dirty or unclean or shameful. This is really not the way that we need to be looking at menstruation and at periods. Now, our modern society does not exactly support the nurturing of the menstrual cycle. I mean, you know what it's like. You have to go to your job. If you bleed out on your pants, you better hurry to the bathroom and clean yourself up. You better hide your tampons. You know the type of attitude. It's not like you can just stop your life like really is supposed to happen. You can't just stop your life as a woman when you're bleeding. <sighs> but those of us who are, let's say, more pioneers of returning to the natural uh, magic of a female body kind of have to be the pioneers that push the envelope of inviting back some of this magic and mystery into our lives and inviting back the natural cycles and impulses that our menstrual cycle is telling us that we need in our lives. For example, this is sacred fluid. Like, I'm not kidding you. If you could see vibrationally what menstrual fluid looks like, it would blow your mind. This stuff does not deserve to be going in the trash or down a toilet. That is so sad. It is like, it's waste. It's just as bad as like dumping out breast milk. It's like solid gold. Menstrual blood should be returned to the earth. Doing this actually helps women be more in touch with the earth and thus their femininity. Now we talk a lot in these ancient cultures about the earth representing divine feminine. If we offer blood to the earth, that is our connection as women to the earth. Also, we can heal the earth in this way and support new life in this way. There are many products available, even in the mainstream now, that allow women to collect their period blood instead of to dispose of it. Then they can do with it what they like such as they can pour it onto plants that aren't doing well or restore areas that are drained of energy or polluted. They can use it in vegetable gardens, or they can use it symbolically to release things in ceremonies or offer it to the earth with a prayer of something that she wishes to manifest. It's important that we change our attitude towards period blood. Doing so greatly impacts the health and vitality and quality of the blood itself. We need to resurrect period blood from a state of shame. One of the things that I would suggest to get you back in touch with your own period and the magic of that phase of your fertility cycle is to do some creative project specifically using your period blood. Now some women who are trying to embrace their periods again, what they do is called a yoni painting. These are super, super fun. I highly suggest that you do one because it's super healing. So what you do is you collect your blood in some way and then what you do is you invite the energy of your womb to take over your body. It's kind of like letting your womb energy or your divine feminine possess your whole body, including your hands. Then you paint with your period blood. 
on a canvas or on a piece of paper, but you're letting your divine feminine move the blood around the canvas in a way where the picture that it creates is this expression of your divine feminine energy. It's amazing the kind of things that you'll see as a result of doing that. For example, here's one that I did. When we bleed, we can consciously set the intention or decide to let go of or release things that are no longer serving us. It is a perfect time to do that. If you want to involve ceremonies in this, feel free to do that as well. We can detox and cleanse on an emotional, physical, and mental level. Also, if you practice Tonglen or other compassion processes, as a woman, this is important to know. During your menstrual cycle, because the energy is so favorable for release and so powerful within you towards that energy, you can release things not only for you, but for other people and even for the world. On a metaphysical level, period blood is imbued with all of your genetic information. That includes all of your ancestral information. For this reason, period blood can be an awesome way to get in touch with your truth, the truth of yourself that you're not seeing, information about you that's withheld from your conscious mind, it's also awesome to use period blood to access ancestral information and to even heal it and release things ancestrally. In fact, ancient cultures used to use period blood and place it on the third eye in order to activate and open your capacity to access information that was held by ancestors. Because the time when a woman bleeds is such an intense time of introspection, it's that in-breath, it's that calmness, it's that turning inside yourself, you can capitalize on this to amplify your meditations or your shadow work immensely. Use the time that you're bleeding to retreat more, to get in touch with that deep inner wisdom within you, a bit like a person would if they went on a meditative retreat. So you can both share that with other people and use that wisdom for your creations in your next cycle. During the bleeding phase of your cycle, if you can, now I know you live in a modern society, so this is easier said than done, but if you can, see if you can reduce your usage of electronics. See if when the sun goes down, you can use candlelight instead. And if at all possible, get out into the light of the moon for a certain amount of time every night. It doesn't even have to be very long. Doing this helps to actually reset your hormones and put you back in touch with the natural cycles that are occurring. And if you're in sync with those cycles instead of out of sync, you will find a dramatic improvement in your energy levels and your overall well-being throughout the next month. Now, what do we know about the moon? The moon is a reflector. The moon reflects the light of the sun. Now, the period, which is of the moon, is also a reflector. The symptomology that you get during your period, the quality of blood, the amount of clots, all of those types of things, they are a direct reflection of the influences that were in your life leading up to that phase of your cycle. What you went through hormonally, what you went through emotionally, the kind of thoughts that you were thinking, the kind of food that you ate. So you can use your own periods as a way of understanding the reality about what is going on in your life and even the things that you need to eliminate or reduce in order to be in a greater state of well-being. If you want to make a change to your period, you need to make a change to these aspects of your life. 
If you feel called to do so, set aside a night during your monthly cycle to gather women. This is what we naturally did with our menstruation before modern times. It's a time that's really conducive to sharing wisdom, to connecting deeply, to being in quiet presence with other women. So that can be a good idea as well. Maybe you'll do a collective ceremony geared towards something like releasing or a celebration of menstruation or femininity. One of the very easiest ways that you can honor your menstruation cycle or even make it more of a celebration for yourself is to buy certain jewelry and then wear only that jewelry during your cycle, but every month. So it's almost like the day you start bleeding, you put on the jewelry, it doesn't come off until you stop bleeding. You may choose things that are the color red for the sake of symbolism. But for your sake, I'm gonna give you a list of the stones that I think, personally, this is my opinion, have the vibration which supports menstruation the very most. In my opinion, these are garnet, bloodstone, ruby, red jasper, red agate, rose quartz, red coral, malachite, moonstone, carnelian, amethyst, and turquoise. So what you want to do is you want to let your own divine feminine energy, in the same way that I described doing these yoni paintings, let your own divine feminine energy, or even your womb itself, be the one that picks out the, the type of stone and even the, the very piece of jewelry that you want to have as an emblem of your menstruation. Now keep in mind that this list I gave you, it's just my suggestion of the ones that most closely vibrate with support of the menstruation within women, as opposed to other things like prophetic dreams and things like that. But let your own divine feminine energy choose which stone is right for you. You may even choose to do this with more than just jewelry. I know some people who celebrate their menstruation with wearing a certain scarf every single day of their menstruation. And some people go all the way, where they go full garb, meaning their entire dress and their jewelry is in honor and reverence to their menstruation. <laughs> it's an awesome way also of them alerting everybody to the fact that they're on their moon. <laughs> the more that you embrace and become an embodiment of your own unique expression of divine feminine, and the more you adhere to the natural cycles taking place within your body, along with the messages they speak to you from within, the more pleasant your periods will be. We as women will be bleeding for an average of 10 straight years of our lifetime. That means an average of 3,500 days of our life will be spent on our periods. Given that lovely figure, <laughs> I know that some of you are like, what? Yeah. So given that figure, it's understandable why, especially in a modern world that is not set up for it, periods suck for most of us. It's not fun to bleed, it's not fun to be bloating, it's not fun to have any kind of symptoms, it's not fun to have to function in a state of performance when everything in your body is saying, sit the down. But the reality is, if we're bleeding for 10 straight years of our life and our attitude towards our periods is that it's shameful, that it's not okay and that we hate it, look at the kind of suffering that's gonna create. So my suggestion is, make it a celebration instead. And have a good week. Thank you.